Hello and welcome. This is Ayana Lahee, and I am so very happy, truly happy that you're here with me because I have a lot to share about how to be one with you, self, to be one with you. In this episode in Be One, Be You, we are exploring the topic called mistaking grief as anger. Grief is a hidden, soul-wrenching, debilitating, emotional, psychological, and physical experience that exists in life in a million ways. Grief has become a mainstream word as our culture acclimates to a lot of different social, economic, education, health shifts. Grief feels dark. It can feel light. Grief can be celebrated. Grief can be denied. Grief can rock you down to the roots of your bones and have the beliefs shatter within you that you thought were comfort zones, that were your stability roads of comfort, the roads of how you walk through your life, the pathways of how you take each step. Grief has the power to show you what you're attached to. Grief has the ability to show you what you feel helpless about. Grief moves you through the death of one thought, the death of one reality, into the next level of your awakening. Grief is and has the potential to keep you living in an internal grave pit, your own made coffin, your own fire pit. Grief has the ability to keep you an addict, to keep you broke, to break up and bust up relationships that mean a lot to you. Grief has the ability to compensate and have you compromise your own values. Grief keeps you and has the power to have you believe that your sustenance and existence lives and exists through another person or situation. Grief has the ability to keep you ill and grief has the ability to multi-layer upon itself when one layer of grief is not dealt with and the layers of grief upon that are not dealt with. Grief has the ability to push you out of your trust in God, in someone who loves you, in your own potential for success. And I come to you with the passion that's within my whole being as I share with you 
that it's so easy to overlook your grief. Grief happens, as all of you know, when something changes, when something's different. When you are no longer able to continue behaviors, lifestyle choices, relationships, a career, a job, a diet, any longer. Grief can happen when you know you have to change, but you don't want to. Grief about letting go of someone, whether they are alive or deceased, where they have left their body behind. The grief of loss is part of life. And when you've experienced enough grief and you are given the burden of grief from a family of origin, from a partner, from the ways that you've turned against yourself to fulfill someone else's expectations of you, such as a mother or a father, a marriage that can't work because both partners have not dealt with their grief, grief becomes anger in the body. The ego mind, the egoic mind, as I've shared in other podcasts, and as you know is a topic I go deep with, it's so important to know why I love this topic, because it's the part of ourself that keeps us pushed down, repressed, shoved aside, disempowered. It's the voice of the false self. It's the voice of the false truth. It's an illusion. The ego is living in separation from you, and you are in separation from it. And so your ego has a major role in how it stimulates anger in you. The anger happens through you wanting to fight back against your ego, but not being able to. You've given your ego so much say-so about how you live your life, what work you do, what you put your attention on, how you show yourself to the world, how you judge yourself. If you've had a parent when you were younger, or a grandparent or other extended family member who needed you to fulfill their perceptions and perspective of what you were supposed to be, if you were raised, influenced in an environment where the control of you was pretty big, or you were raised in an environment where no one really cared, it's the same ego. It's the ego takes control to help you survive and exist. When your egoic part of you is keeping yourself down, such as, I don't want to let go of that person, that person being a lover, a lover from a past life who's now your best friend, but they're married to someone else, or whatever your scenario is. 
I don't want to let go. Because if I let go, I'm going to have to feel the grief. And I can't handle one more great piece of grief. Did your mother die when you were young? Did you mourn? Did you cry? Did your husband die six years ago? Were you very close with your grandfather and they passed and you weren't there and you couldn't say goodbye? Were you able to say goodbye, but you missed them? Are you able to pick up the pieces and help yourself grow? Can you love the part of you that is yearning to be loved by them? Can you handle letting go of a situation because it's unhealthy for you, but you believe that you can't handle more grief? And so the idea of going through more grief and more grief is too much. And every time you are being asked by your deeper, higher self, the deeper part of you that I call the higher self, it's the all-knowing you, it's the infinite you. Are you pushing it away? Are you resisting? What happens if you let your higher self in, the one who wants to love you and guide you, the one who's showing you the truth, and you don't want to hear it? Are you willing to hear it? Are you willing to sit and listen in your heart? And even though you may not like what a person is really doing and how they relate to you or what they need from you or what they want from you, why are you resisting letting go? What do you believe is going to happen to you if you let go? Will you die? So grief is connected to letting go and dying. What experience in your life, in your childhood, can you pull up? Can you recall where you were afraid of dying? Or afraid of your parents dying? For those of you who had parents who argued, there is a sense of death. There is a sense of feeling as a child that your life isn't safe to live. That the very core structure of love is absent void. So when you have undealt with grief, it's going to bring up resistance and that resistance will look like anger. You get defensive if a partner says to you, the real reason that we haven't been as intimate lately is and then your partner wants to share with you, but you get so resistant because you're still keeping your heart closed because you haven't dealt with the grief inside of your own heart. And when you want to or try to, it feels too overwhelming. But you don't usually ask for support, or perhaps you hide it, and you use work to cover over your own fears of failure, your fears of not making enough money, your fears that you can't be the loving guide, provider that you want to be. The grief of betraying yourself, the grief of losing connection to your own sexuality. You have an orgasm, you come, and it feels good, and then that's it and then the grief is still there in your heart because you haven't 
healed the grief of fill in the blank being sexually used sexually projected upon perhaps you worked so hard to be loved or seen as a teenager and it didn't work out what do you do with the grief can you embrace it can you hold it underneath the grief is that really you that just wanted to be seen or heard or received and when it's not seen heard or received that gap turns into anger and until the day when you look and see and acknowledge and receive that you that wasn't seen heard or received there'll be anger now how does it tie in if you're seen heard and received by someone that's not healthy for you karmically they're still tied into what they want you to be for them a past life agreement a contract or a present life contract or agreement when you find that contract it's right there i'm not supposed to be who i am i'm supposed to be who you want me to be i'm supposed to suffer for you i'm supposed to do things your way and well, perhaps the contract is with your own ego i get it i'm supposed to give you all the power because when you are in your ego self and you are in your ego self you get what you want so you haven't gotten what you want but your ego self is it gets to control you it might push you to work harder it might make you self doubt it might make you judge the very person that you love your ego self will do anything to destroy your joy because once you step into your joy you don't need it anymore so when you reunite anger and grief in yourself when you are able to differentiate between having grief and when you have anger you can get through anything because your the emotion of anger will block you from doing your inner work it will push you into denying the truth of who you are and to stay attached to grief to wallow in grief as a way to diverge a way to escape a way to disconnect from yourself is unhealthy grief and your anger will always come up when you got an, an unstable imbalanced level of grief happening it's where your identity has now become someone you who can't live because of the judgment that you have upon yourself is so great and to hold yourself innocent in that gentle embrace of loving yourself so that you can remember yourself as the source of light that you are and end your relationship to giving that away 
and to deal with the anger that you have about your innocence being stolen. Grieving can help you remember the sweetness of the wonder and the innocence, the purity in your own heart. Or, and it can also reveal to you the ways that you block being you. You have to get real honest about how you hold on and when you hold on to a behavior to be really vigilant with being open-eyed from your heart-mind connection. It's really your heart-mind lower belly. Your heart, your soul, your belly, your feelings, and your mind, your thinking body, to connect them through just your intention of bringing light into those three points at once so that you're living in the center of those three points. It's a big part of the Spirit Gateway's work. It's how to become one in yourself so that you can now unify in and see with clear eyes how you've denied your own existence by staying attached to grief and it keeps you in a state of anger and what you find is the battle between the grief and the anger and if you have gone through a parent who controlled the family through anger you have to go through the grief that you feel through being controlled and then pay attention to how you control yourself Do you control someone else through your anger, through your grief? This is about taking off the coatings, the the shields, the coverings, the, the goop that's around your emotional self that is what creates how you think. Your emotions undealt with create false thoughts. And in those false thoughts, you mistake what you're angry about. What you think you're angry about is actually your denial of what you're grieving about. Perhaps you've made the wrong choices in your life because you were trying to live up to your own trajectory, your own expectations of how you thought you were supposed to do something and then that cracks open and you feel like you're bleeding inside. You feel like the bubble's been popped and the joy of life is gone. How do you get that back? You make the decision to reclaim your relationship with your most precious self. You find out why you've left and you reconnect with the you that's bursting with the hope that it will be set free out of its its grief so that it can live fully. You, the adult you, whether you're a teen, young adult, middle-aged adult, or older adult, you have the same decision to make every day. Am I willing to see myself for who I am? Am I willing to really receive myself so that I can come out of my grief and my anger. 
When you see grief through clear eyes, you behold it with wisdom and you accept what has been given to you. You forgive maybe what you haven't been able to receive in the past. You forgive the other person for their transgressions. But you hold your truth and you follow the wisdom and the guidance from within yourself of what to do because you're glued into the heart of truth from within you. And you face how you fear you may die if you let go. Because holding on comes through the voice of anger. When you're so attached to what you believe, that your life's not working, this person's not right, everything I do doesn't work, that person's not right, this isn't working, that anger has got control of you. And it keeps you from honoring the grief within inside of yourself. The losses that you've gone from yourself, the ways that you feel like you weren't able to fulfill what you really wanted to fulfill and give. So you have to forgive yourself. And that's the only person you ever have to forgive. So what are your contracts to holding on to grief? What do you need to grieve? What do you need to allow to be free and to come out of the box within you? Take the time to see what really gets you angry and to choose to give that anger to the earth, to and through your feet, deep down into the earth, into the light in your heart. Send it out of your heart in a ray of love. Decide to not use anger as a cover-up for the grief that you're feeling so that you can end the mistake of confusing grief and anger and to embrace your own false perceptions of how you saw things at some time in your life and how you want to see it now with greater freedom and greater trust in the perfection of the order of life and your life. Thank you so much for joining with me. I hold you precious in my heart. And even though we may not know each other, know that your journey is part of my heart and holding, holding you in deep light. Have a really special rest of your day or evening. And I look forward to us meeting again soon. Please go to my website, ayanalehi.com, I-A-N-A-L-A-H-I.com. Go check out, go see the offerings, the programs, the courses that are there for you. And always feel free to email me. You'll find it on the website. Sending you all my love. Take good care.